Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Pod channel. I am Stacey June. And I am Christy Mercer, and we're glad to be in your ear holes right now. Very or whatever other holes. Oh, mainly, mainly ears. Just where you can hear. Oh, yeah. is a good start. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very excited to speak to Sophie Keisha, also known as the Young Mummy, very soon on today's yes, episode. Yes. Before we get to that, though, uh, we're just really excited to have recently launched this pod channel and wanted to say hey to those of you that haven't listened before. Uh, basically, all throughout the week, we drop different shows about our lives, your lives, and of course, our guest lives, and really dull, just, I don't know, dig deep into what people are talking about this week. That is the really cool thing about having the pod channel in that we get more space and time to chat about the shit that is going on with you guys and with us because essentially we all go through the same thing. Stuff that's going on that everyone's talking about, whether it be pop culture, talking about friendship, funny shit that's gone on. Um, but yeah, we're really, really excited to get stuck into this chat with Soph. Yeah, on this particular episode, we dive right into relationships with mums, which I think was a big highlight for the the two of us. Um, Sophie is renowned as this young mummy character that it's not even a character, it is her, but this real strong brand that she has created on social media. Uh, you can find her on Facebook, the young mummy, Instagram, Sophie Kasia, C-A-C-H-I-A underscore. She's got over... 200,000 followers and really quickly you know just just struck a chord with so many young mums because she had this tell it like it is approach to motherhood. I think she was really at the forefront of people doing that on social media now that seems to be a bit of a I don't know a bit more of a common practice where people especially women feel kind of brave to share the the warts and all parts of their life but she was totally I don't know starting to do that at a time where it wasn't really that commonplace. She's also now started a clothing line for women men children she does kids clothes and costumes fairy dresses for little girls so she's really done some amazing things with her platform and her audience love it but I think you know we also wanted to get to know a little bit about the person behind her she's she's complex and she's vulnerable and she's a mum so I've got plenty of questions about uh, you know moving into that space uh, because I feel like she Merce has has this ability to to be honest about that stuff, which I don't think everybody is. Yeah, totally. Um, and not be ashamed of what it might mean if you're honest and open about where you're at with stuff. I think that's really a big thing that a lot of people love and respect her for. Totally. Yeah, we hope you enjoy the chat. Hey, girls. So, Soph, we're so wrapped to have you back. Uh, and... We straight up want to talk to you about how you've now, since we last chatted to you, you've got a a million gazillion businesses. But just (laughs) off air, we were talking about how the young mummy is going to be a bit of a fade out. Yeah. How how do you come to that decision? Um, It's it's sort of an image thing. Um, 
sort of like a rebranding of myself, I suppose. Um, I've done this mummy blogging thing for, I actually said an interview four years the other day, but it's coming on five years this year that I've been doing this for. And when I started, it wasn't really a thing. Mummy blogging, you know, wasn't the job, I suppose, that it is these days. And I think I was one of the very first that that start well I was definitely one of the first who started writing in my tone that really genuine raw warts and all style mum blogging and it was fun and it was enjoyable and it fulfilled me back then and and now five years on I um like we all do and I hope that other people sort of change and evolve as the years go on I have evolved and I have changed and my interests are different now and I'm stimulated by different things it's definitely something mummy blogging that is extremely popular now and I find mum bloggers are popping up everywhere and whilst it's amazing, how do you feel about that yeah so with the mummy blogging I think whilst it's amazing and it I really mean this it's so inspiring that so many women around Australia or around the world are now feeling more comfortable with these topics and are now, you know, being inspired by each other and they are happy to empower by revealing their deepest, darkest secrets. And there's a lot of topics that women, you know, history shows who have never spoken about before. So in that sense, I think it's amazing. The only issue I now have with mummy blogging is that it's very calculated. So I'm seeing, you know, when I started it, it was very in the moment. It was me, 23-year-old Sophie here's a picture of my son just pooed on the floor. Like, what am I doing with my life? And it was funny and it was, it was authentic. And now I'm just seeing a lot of calculated posts and I'm seeing a lot of women writing what they think they need to write about to get a following or, or lots of actually really calculated set up pictures. And I'm thinking, you know, whilst if that's the content you want to do, that's fine. That's not the mummy blogging sort of side that I started. So, um, so do you get, do you get a sense like when you're reading, you know, another blog or someone on Insta or another mummy blogger that you follow, do you get a real sense because you are such a genuine, raw, authentic person? Do you get a sense when somebody's maybe calculated putting that on a little bit? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I think it's actually. You guys would be able to see it too. Yeah. I think we can. Mm. I think that's the interesting thing. And that's the bit that I think a lot of people that are starting to create content, don't realize is that and I've always said this with radio in mm. particular god or the audience and your listener yeah, can smell yeah, a phony and it's the same with social media I would have thought yeah it's it's not your authentic voice and you need to remember that people followed you because they love you and they like what you're doing so you know touching on that I've had brands or I've had other people suggest to me in the past not so much now because I would never listen to what anyone tries to tell me to do with my content but I've had people suggest you know why don't you get a better camera or why don't you try and get the lighting better in your photos why don't you do this so whilst I watch these other bloggers and I'm so jealous of their feed because they've got the latest programs and they're doing this and that to their photos and they've, they've got a theme That's not what my audience fell in love with. They fell in love with Sophie who just took it in the moment on her phone um, as it was happening. So if I was to just change and go all of a sudden, bang, I'm this professional photographer now and I've got lighting set up in my lounge room, people are going to be going, "Mm, that's not, you know, that's not Sophie, like what's happened to you? So um, I think touching back to the mummy bloggers again I I don't want to criticize anyone's content as such because if they want to do professional photos and that that's fine because that's their page 
but it's just that I find it really not sad, but it's disappointing that I'm seeing lots of women who are trying to bust their balls to, to make it in this mum blogging world, but they're doing it by writing what they think they should be writing or they think people want them to write about and it's like right from your heart oh i've got vomit on my top again i roll and you're like you don't like that was from yesterday yeah like that is a mess it's a weird life that's a weird life but it is a shame because it does happen quite a lot and in terms of content production when it comes to styling or fashion or beauty and that you can most definitely you know produce content with that sort of stuff and that's fine I'm not talking about that I'm talking about exactly what you just said those real life in the moment things that people are putting up and I'm like that did not happen that didn't happen and you can tell that didn't happen so um, they're the parts that I just think oh this is where I think I want to move away because you know I definitely know hand on heart mine was raw and it was in the moment And I think that's why I got such a huge following so quickly because people could see that. And now I see other brands who are trying to do it and they're almost trying too hard. Sorry, other brands, other females, too hard. And I just think, go girlfriend, if you want to talk about this stuff, I'm all for it and I will support you. But please just make sure it's truthful. I think over time you start to then... I mean, I have personally gone, okay, what's my intention behind this? You know, why am I sharing it? Is it Mm. because, you know, because as our following has gotten bigger, you know what works and what doesn't. So then all of a sudden you find yourself, am I sharing this because we know this is going to go well to some degree? And if so, why? You know, Mm. are are we completely cool with that? Like even my engagement photos was a big thought process for me. I don't know. It's just some things sacred but then at the same time I was like well my friend shared them they're out there but you not know, to like mention the my fact- girlfriends were there yeah, my, yeah. my partner shared a different photo that like our posse hadn't seen like a lot of the stuff was out there but not already, to mention you know? the fact that you change and what you find sacred and you know want to keep to yourself will change but I think it's important to point out that this isn't exclusive to us yeah just because we have decided to commit and try or for us you know try and build a business around it for you certainly you have built a business around it I think it's everybody I think everybody is posting and Mm. you now have to be thinking about why am I doing this who am I am I putting out a brand am I putting out who I am how does that work and I don't think it's just for people that are that are making money out of it. No, that's right. Everybody has a personal brand, right? Yeah, I think with me, I've just had like a light bulb moment, actually, as you were talking about that. I think my light bulb moment, um, I've just realized, was announcing my baby girl's name to the world and then having mum regret and name regret and wanting to change it. Now, a lot of people were like, oh, you're being silly, you're being this. And a lot of people also thought I was doing it for publicity, which is just ridiculous because the hell that I went through with that and I had to explain then that to the whole world as well. And I just thought if I, like, I felt this sudden need to tell everyone what my baby's name was, I was actually going to leave it for a few days. But because people had followed my labor, they were like, oh my God, is the baby okay? What's happened? I was like, oh no, I need to tell them that she's here and that this is her name. So everyone's at ease. And then I shot myself in the foot because then I wanted to obviously change her name. And I've just sitting here for the first time realized, I think that was the beginning of my shift. And I think that was the beginning of me going, let's just wait a few days for things before, you know, let's sit on it. Cause I was very spontaneous. And like I said, I was very in the moment and would go shoot, let's upload. 
And now I actually am thinking of things a little bit more before I do them. Is it a right idea? Do I want to put this out? Why am I putting it out for? Um, oh, this is like therapy, guys. You've helped me realize a few things. <laughs> it's cheaper yeah. than therapy. It, yeah. <laughs> wow. That is, um, I've never thought it is, of it. It's interesting though. Um, I think through, there is something that you learn through sharing. And I think sometimes, well, social, a lot of the time social media gets this, you know, a lot of heat around what is it doing to us as people? What is our society turning into? But I know for myself, I in at times, especially this year when we started to become completely our own bosses all over again, you know, we've had so many different uh, stages with that, that I had to find myself almost looking for some accountability somewhere and my Instagram story Mm. was that I was Mm. like okay guys I'm gonna come back and make sure that I start a routine in my morning and and it was a spiritual one and I shared and people loved it because it was the beginning part and without that maybe I wouldn't have stuck to it so there is some yeah you know that therapy in sharing Mm. and connecting with each other that is very much lost in the conversation at the moment because I think the negative definitely outweighs the positive. Yeah, and I'm most definitely not saying that sharing is not great. That is exactly what I've built. You know, the young mummy was built off that and I'm a very open person in in real life, not in phone life as well. And I definitely still share quite a lot of my life on on social media and I can I still will continue to do so. I've just pulled back in the a little bit. It's more to do with my kids, I think, and my family. Um, So recently my um, daughter turned one and for her first birthday I hired a beautiful venue with a sit-down lunch for all of our family. I hired our beautiful photographer to come and snap all the day for us and now normally I would share all of those photos. Um, I'd be busting, you know, can't wait to share these photos with everyone and this time I just didn't feel the need because I loved these photos and they are so beautiful and I thought, you know what, I'm going to be old school and I've printed them out and I've bought a beautiful photo album and it sits in my lounge room now. So it's those little moments like that where I've learned the beauty of privacy and that that day is now just our day. I shared one photo from it and I might share one or two here again, but it's that need and that, you know, I have to do this for my for my following. And I thought, no, I'm really going to embrace this day. And it's my daughter's first birthday. She might be my last baby. And now that that's our special moment together. So I do definitely um, love, I do love the sharing. You know, I'm still reading everyone else's stuff about um, what they're sharing. Sometimes I'm cringing. Sometimes I'm going, oh my God, I'm glad they said that. That makes me feel better. But for me personally, I am definitely learning the beauty and privacy and really embracing those family moments, which I've never really been able to, you know, embrace those moments with just my family because that's a decision I made a few years ago to upload everything that happened in our life. So when I was pregnant with Bobby, I was 22, 23 years of age and I'm sharing everything. Now, when he was born, I shared everything. And then I shared everything of my second pregnancy. And then when she was born, I shared everything. I've never had any privacy with my family. And whilst I know that that was a decision that I made. Is there anyone in your life, Sophie, that's just like, get off your phone? Well, again, yes. And it was my son. 
it was Bobby saying, mummy, put down your phone. And I just, there's all these light bulb moments. And I went, oh my God, like, what am I doing? Okay, guys, let's just hold this conversation for one second. We're gonna take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Oh, Saturday, sleeping in after having stayed up quite late, daydreaming, hitting the beach, all play and absolutely no work. Oh, and you know what the best part is now? You can capture that very feeling, but for your skin, because you know what? Your skin should feel as good as you do on a Saturday morning. Yes, which I think would be refreshed, happy, maybe healthy, definitely bright. You, yes. Saturday skin is developed to reveal your clearest, dewiest complexion. I love that word. Dewy. Dewy. Yeah. Dewy. You want your skin to be dewy, but not <laughs> too shiny. No, not too shiny. You know, because the illuminator these days yeah, is no. really killing it. The tech Nah, Saturday yeah. skin's got your back and your face, gal. Yeah. Because it is all of that just packed into one bottle. Yeah, a weekend in a bottle. Make every day your Saturday by using Saturday skin. Big shout out to these guys who have gotten behind us on our very first month of launching our pod channel. Yeah, it is available at my or you can hit up SaturdaySkin.net and make sure if you do use the promo code TG for your 10% discount. Oh, guys. I wanted to ask you, Soph, I think I think it was you, Stace, that told me about this because we have covered this a lot of times on the past in the podcast about mother-daughter relationships. It was the Becky Lucas podcast. We'll find and chuck it in the show notes for the link. But this kind of pressure that you have this amazing roses, butterflies, we're besties, mum and me, and we go shopping together, this kind of pressure that you have this amazing relationship with your mum, and both Stace and I have, I don't know, complex relationships with our mums. They're getting better and I'm working on it and a lot better than it used to be. But there is still this thing in the back of my mind where I do, I don't know, even now sometimes wish, oh, I wish it was more simple with mum and I. And I thought it, thought it was so amazing when you shared, I think it was before you had Flo, that you were afraid to have a girl and I've always felt like that my whole life. I thought, yeah. shit, I hope I have boys because I'm afraid to have the same kind of complex relationship with my own daughter. Do you reckon that comes from your own relationship with your mum or where do you reckon that comes from? Yeah, 100%. This one's definitely pulling at the heartstrings actually as you're saying it because that whole complex relationship is something that I do have with my mum as well. Um, now my mum is not the most, um, emotional person. So she hides her emotions. She can't talk about them. She doesn't like discussing serious matters like this. And I am the total opposite. I will sit down and I will pour my heart out and I will be happy to talk about anything. Um, and I think I'm the youngest of four girls in my family and all of my sisters. that is full on. Yeah. And my sister's they all in their own way have their special relationship with mum and I feel like that ours has lacked because of that a little bit and now being a mum myself I get it because I'm up to two kids and I'm like whoa this is hard to sort of spread your love evenly and it's hard to make sure you spend enough time here time here so don't worry I get it I was the fourth child I was almost like just come on let's go let's go um, jump in the car so get dressed yourself all this stuff I'm making my mum sound like a bad person here she's really not like I do love my mum and she's works her ass off all of us girls but our actual bond it's the same thing like you said I look at my girlfriends who have that I love my mum she's my best friend and sort of like a knife in my chest because that's all I've ever wanted but it's something I've never had yeah I I feel the same and in I, I think I went the opposite though and all I wish for is to have a daughter because yeah. it's almost like I want to recreate, which is not the reason that you should because in the end 
I'm very also on the flip side passionate about breaking the chain and not having crap that I've had to deal with or to bring my own stuff shit into kids. my kids' lives. I've yeah. seen that with friends. It's yeah, not a good it's thing. full on. But at the same time, that is, I think, what also charges my mm. want for a daughter is to connect in a different way than I have connected with my mum. And, you know, it is perfect the way that it is because it's, I believe that a child asks to be given to a a, a parent. Yep. So I think it was my journey to choose my mum and my dad. And sometimes I um, find those particular people incredibly difficult, mm, yeah. <laughs> mostly, um, but I love them. And I do have a belief system that I chose them, but that's a big sentence to accept even for myself. So I think it is an interesting time when I'm thinking about having my own kids what they're going to be choosing to learn from me. What do you think Flossie has already learned from you and what do you think potentially your challenges will be with her at this very young age? I understand that she's obviously growing, but yeah. you must have a bit of an idea of her personality already. Yeah, I do. And it's well, it's something I've done with Bobby as well and it's something that I will I want to take forward and, and Jared knows it because I've got like OCD with it. I tell my kids I love them every single day and that that's something that I promise myself that I will do until, until they are of age where they say to me, Mum, can you stop saying that you love us, please? And now that's not because <laughs> it's not, you know, my mum loves me. I know she does. And, you know, I have some amazing moments with my mum. I allowed her in the room when I birthed um, Florence and I'll never forget the message she sent me afterwards. It was probably the nicest message my mum's ever sent me saying it was so amazing to watch my baby girl birth her baby girl. And those beautiful moments will take forever. But like I touched on, my mum is not a real emotional um, person. So the whole I love you, like mum and I don't say that to each other. We don't kiss hello. We don't... Um, we don't sort of embrace each other like that, I suppose. And I know she loves me. I do. But again, I am that very emotional person. So moving forward, I tell my kids I love them every single day, morning and night. And that's something that I want to do literally for the rest of their life because I never want them to feel like they're not loved. And I never want them to feel like, you know, mum isn't there for them. So, you know, I would go to girlfriends' houses and I would, they'd be like, love you, mum. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, what, do you say that to mum? I don't say that to my Like, should I say that to my mum? Like, why don't so I want our household to, to, to be a normal environment where you walk in, where you kiss your mum, you kiss your dad, Jared's Maltese. He still kisses his dad. Hello. He still kisses his brother. Hello as well. Hello and goodbye. So those little things that I've picked up. I guess it isn't mm. such... I guess it isn't such a bad thing as well, sorry to cut you off, So that we do learn also from relationships. Like as much totally. as I think it's important to not bring your crap or the things that you want to fix in your relationships with your parents into your children's relationships with yourself. But I think it is a nice thing to think that you can learn from generation to generation because I certainly know that we've got ma many more tools to change things that I guess our parents mm. I certainly know with my parents didn't have the tools to yeah, change same. so my parents have definitely brought a lot of the crap from their parents and yep. so forth so forth whereas I think we're in a, a different place and as long as you stay on the healthy edge of it mm. we do have a lot of tools to look at life a bit differently look at life a bit more emotionally have a little bit more of an idea about 
I don't know, where we were at with our parents and what we'd like to have different with our kids. There's a difference, I think, between noticing it, recognising it, healing it, and then wanting to do better. Yeah. As opposed to, I'm going to use you as a well, tool to heal stuff from my own mum. So but, did you see the Jay-Z interview with that New York Times bloke? No, I didn't. So he, it was interesting because he spoke about... I always, I didn't come from a lot and I often thought to myself, again, as I think about having a family soon or trying, I should say, um, that I, how would you, because I think my kids are essentially going to be quite quite looked after and a very different childhood to what I experienced. And you often think, how do you get the principles that you had and the values that you had and the work ethic and all that kind of stuff. And it was interesting because he said, I don't need to teach my kids through the same, This, I don't need to teach, teach my kids to learn the values I want to learn through the same struggles I had. Mm. They're able to learn those lessons in a more positive way rather than putting them through the bad that yeah. I had to learn them. Yeah. And I found that so interesting. Mm. I think... Um, touching back to my mum, and I won't go into too much detail because it is her private life as well, but there's little comments that my mum's made throughout her life. If I've criticised her for something, she's gone, oh, well, you should, you should have seen what your nan used to do to me. And I think that she has taken on some of the negative things that her mother used to do or say to her and that that might impact the things that she does now. So instead of what we've talked about, turning it into a positive and going, okay, well, I now know what to do, what not to do. She's sort of brought a bit of that hurt with her as well. And I can see that and I can, I can see it in her face and I can see it in her actions as well. So, um, yeah, I think we I feel like might... sometimes with parents it can take a generation too. She is a beautiful mum. Like I, I really am already regretting some of the things I've said because I've made her sound out like she's a horrible person. No, but person. I think that's the exact... That's the point. But she's I think not. that's the exact reason Christy brought it up and the exact reason we've made a point to talk about it is that relationships are complex, relationships are hard, and for some reason the mother and daughter relationship is supposed to be perfect and anything yeah. outside those parameters mean that it's there's no love there, that you don't get along. And I understand that media and press pick things up or whatever, but it's so important for our listeners to know that if you don't have that best friend American, mm. my mum still looks hot and we go shopping kind of, I talk yeah. about boys and we sleep in the same bed relationship. No. <laughs> that it doesn't mean that there's not a whole bloody lot of love there. Because women are complex. Complicated. Welcome. Yeah. yeah. And my mum and I are very um, similar, despite what she will admit. Um, we are very similar. We're both very strong-headed. We're very um, stubborn. She will not admit that. I can admit that. Um, very, you know, I'm very confrontational. She's like stone cold, hard. Um, but in saying that, <clears throat> we, you know, like I said, she's the one person who I wanted in my labour ward when things went haywire she's the one person that I know I do and all of my sisters she's the first point of call for all of us if anything happens so she's still mum and she still is my best friend but I just have a different type of bond with her than I suppose is what is believed to be the normal um now I want to I don't want to put you um on the spot as the mum that knows everything yeah but at the same time as a person that is thinking about moving into trying there's not 
many people out there that say it how, it, how it is really like you. So I've got yep. a few questions for you that I was hoping that you can give to me as quick or as long as you like. Sure. And that's one of those things, it? disclaimer, it's one of those things I never want to come across like I tell people what to do. I can simply just give you my advice. That's based right. On my it's experience. taken with a grain of salt. And you can do whatever you want with it. Okay. So let's go. Hit me. How much money should I have saved? <laughs> um, zero, because I was a 22-year-old uni student with not a cent to my name. And Jared, Jared was playing football. He was a rookie AFL footballer, not on much money. Everyone thought that, you know, you play AFL, you're a multi-gazillionaire. Definitely not the case when you're a rookie first-year player. So we were on minimum basic money. The two of us, we still bought our own apartment and we raised a beautiful boy. So babies themselves. Right now I really need to hear that. Very good. Standing ovations. (laughs) Yeah, the baby itself doesn't cost you a whole lot. It's sort of toddler age up is when fees start coming in. Okay, okay. Now I am writing a book and I have this vision. It's about single girls and I have this vision that I... I'm going to get said book picked up and then be doing a tour and then forgot that if I do fall pregnant, I will look pregnant. (laughs) This is something that is obviously, if you're trying for a baby, is preferable. You want to look pregnant, you want to have a healthy baby. But I didn't think of that. You know, like you Mm. don't think, particularly because our job is a visual component Mm. to it, a lot of people will just go to work and then have to get different clothes. But even that for a few of my friends was a shock as well. Oh, shit, I need new clothes. What are the other top things that I'm not going to remember or I'm not going to know that I'm going to be surprised about? Because that is a real obvious one, but yet you don't think Mm. about that stuff. Um, How tired you're going to be. Pregnancy's hard. And everyone made out that pregnancy was beautiful and you enjoy every moment and... And you, you, you think that you're going to feel like what you think those people on the front of the magazines and their beauty shot holding their belly like with their head back. You think, oh, I'm going to feel like her. And you feel like shit. You feel like shit 99% of the time. It's hard work growing a human. Mm, great. <laughs> Sounds good. What, a, what about as a mate, Soph, of somebody that, you know, is you know, looking to try and start a family in the future. Like, how, like, what do you, like, what do you suggest that when you're going through a pregnancy or even maybe potentially thinking about, you know, starting a family, what kind of support do you, and it's different for everybody, but what kind of support do you want slash need slash expect from people, especially your besties around you? That don't want to be pregnant. Yeah, this I don't want to be, I don't want to be pregnant. That have a- actual no interest Babes, in I'm doing pregnant. pregnancy tests to make sure I'm not, yeah, exactly. you know, which feels offensive sitting here across from somebody that's very much gagging for that two lines. And I'm like, what's nightmare? <laughs> um, I'm just, it's, it is hard when you've got friends around you, I'm going to be brutally honest, who aren't in the headspace of kids because they're not going to give a shit about you and they're not going to have sympathy for you. So it's, it's those things actually that the sooner you get used to them, the better that People, yeah, people who love babies and who, you know, are really in the moment and on on the same sort of time frame as you are going to be ringing you every day and they're going to be here or especially if they've had kids, 
You're going to find people that have had kids who you might not even consider like a really good friend. They're going to be the ones that you become really good friends with in the near future. So they're going to be bringing you dinner. They're going to be booking your appointments. They're going to be, mm. well, I was going to say picking your other kids Food. up from daycare, but you don't have any. They're going to be, um, they're going to be your first call of support. Whether you might have best friends, not pointing out anyone in particular who are not ready for kids, who are <laughs> going to drop off completely. <laughs> And who are going to, and, and it, oh, shit. It, it's just part of life. It's just, you know, if you're on, if you're in a different world at currently, then, you know, you're going to have different interests. You're going to have different priorities. So those people, yeah, they will sort of drop off a little bit. Core relationships are assessed. You start to, well, it's the rebirth. So you kind yeah. of go, all right, well, who am I? And who's around me? And, and what does that mean? And, and who do I and want some will around come, me Just like you well. said with the pregnancy thing and some will, st- some will go. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, a lot of what I'm getting at the moment is who, who is around me, but who do I really want around me? And who actually yeah, wants yeah, to be important. around me and isn't just here because of, you know, they feel like they have to be or, or we feel like we should still be friends. And it's, it's something that I'm learning. You, you can't take personally. It's just life. If you don't get rid of friendships, and I know get rid of it sounds harsh, but if you don't let go is probably a better word of friendships that aren't serving you and that you know deep in your gut are probably not the best for you Mm -hmm. you are missing out on the opportunity to fill that space with the ones that are epically for you that is so true and I cannot attest to that anymore I feel like I've really really experienced that over the last I don't know absolutely experiencing that right now so um you know a really good girlfriend of mine who I who I helped really go through a difficult time in her life um, is now in a better place in her life and that makes me so happy but it's now longer like no longer I feel does she need me to service her in her life and so she's going off on her own journey and it's it's torn my heart out and it's really um, it's been like a breakup for me it actually has been because there's been no altercation as such it's just the way life is going we're going in different directions and we no longer have so many common interests um but it's that point that she doesn't need me anymore and she's not looking back and i'm still standing there like waving in you know in the sunrise going hello and and she's I feel just like sometimes they're harder than actual romantic breakups of relationships no, it is like too. my husband has been like you know you, you you don't need you know you're fine like she's treated you like crap and this and that and he's so strong like that and i'm just like i'm heartbroken i'm genuinely heartbroken and i'm just sitting there going like why is this he's happening strong, and then but... i remember and then i remember this is life this is what happens and um there doesn't need to be an answer for it you just different people come in and out of your life for a reason and then they they go so it is no, but it is it's like all, all relationships I think as well are hard both ways I've definitely been on the other edge of a friendship where I have felt like I was the one walking away yep. and the person waving was really waving for a long time you know yeah. and I you kind of turn around because you've got respect and love for the history and and the friendship that you have but then you also need to be strong in knowing that if it's not serving you and it's not healthy for you anymore, it is better for both of you to keep walking. And that is, trust me, just as hard. Oh, I've totally, I've totally experienced that. And I think, I think too, you don't really have that much time either. Do you know what I mean? Like there's certain things 
Like you only have a certain amount of time for a certain amount of people. That is the harsh reality. And especially as you fall in love, in relationships, have kids, you have businesses, it only gets busier and busier. So I think if you're consciously choosing where you spend your time in every other aspect of your life, whether it be exercise or, you know, catching up with people or spending time with family or working on your business, you should be doing the same with mates rather than just falling yeah. into who's it's around. It's heartbreaking though. I can hear it in your voice and I, but I think whoever's listening as well will know if you've stepped on either side of that and there is so much love there it oh it does it does feel different heartbreak but just as heartbreaking and I just think because I know what I put into this and I know you know you talked about you finding things that um you what you prioritize and you put your time in and and it's like I know the things that I did and how I prioritized our friendship and, and this and that. And now to see the non-return, it's just, it, it is really heartbreaking, but I can, um, but like you said, Stace, I'm also learning what I deserve, what I, um, you know, what I should be getting back in a friendship, in a relationship. Um, and I know that that is not servicing me. I'm not, I'm not getting what, you know, I think I deserve and what I think I should be getting. So it, it is time to just, Keep walking. Keep walking and crying and waving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And sobbing and then standing back up. And it's like as well, you then you kind of have another conversation. Can we save this? You're not, but you're not allowed to talk about it like it's a relationship because it's a friendship. At least when you have a breakup, you're like, are we doing the right thing? You don't talk like that with a friendship. You're just kind of like, I guess, do you want to go for brunch? And you're like, yeah, I think so. Oh, well, you, you know what? Really I've say, tried. Is this good for us? I've tried like, to have that conversation, like the relationship conversation. I've tried to have that mature conversation about three times and I just get brushed off like nothing's happening and that it's, you know, not let's not face up to what's actually happening. So, again, like I talked about with my mum, I, I will have those conversations, especially when I'm so passionate and something means so much to me. I will do that. And I've tried and that's the only thing I can take from it is I've tried and I've busted my balls and I've tried so hard. So, um, you know, what, what's happening here is definitely not. And well, kudos to you because that's, that's not an easy thing to do. I know that I've tried. I know I've busted my balls and I know I've put everything into it. And if I'm not getting that in return, then I, that's, that's my clear sign right there that um that that's just not for me mm. i reckon so that's that's been such an insightful chat yeah. and such a good way to get to know a bit more about you and and the intimacy behind your business and behind where you're at we have a podcast uh coming up this week where erina a posse member has asked us a question about finding a purpose and and how you figure out where you want to go from a a long-term direction in your life she's a bit stuck would you be happy to stick around and help us answer her questions look I'll try my best sure (laughs) all right you sound hesitant (laughs) I just I don't know if I got the answers but I'll give it a crack back yourself girl okay we're gonna get to that so that'll be the posse gem podcast posse podcast coming up this week thanks Soph thank you Did you 
love this podcast but you want to chat about it more, make sure you go to the Thinker Girls on Facebook, uh, that's obviously us, and Insta, because that's where we're going to be continuing this convo with you, Posse. Yes, we want to know what you think, Posse. So every week we'll be breaking down our podcast content across social media so you have an opportunity to share your opinions. Plus, we're on Insta stories every damn day, so you get to come along with us for this crazy TG ride. Yeah, Merce. Head to Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or even Twitter to find us. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hold up. 